Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. Welcome back to another episode of the Can Learn English podcast. Today, I'm joined by a guest. His name is Alex, and he's also a Canadian English teacher, and he's living in Brazil. Today, Alex and I are going to teach you some expressions with the word ice. If you would like to get the transcripts for this episode so you can follow along with our dialogue, then you can become a member of the Can Learn English Academy. Members get bonus content for all of the podcast episodes, as well as courses and speaking lessons every week over Zoom. For more information on how to join, you can go to canlearnenglish.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Can Learn English podcast. Today, I'm joined by another Canadian English teacher. I'm joined by Alex. He's originally from Hamilton, Ontario. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, guys, and thank you so much, Dana. I'm very excited for this video. Great. And I thought, what's better than two Canadians to talk about than <laughs> ice? So we're doing ice expressions today. Awesome. So let's start with break the ice, right? Or ice breaker. This is the first time that we've talked, well, in person. So it's a great time for us to break the ice and get to know each other because we actually have some things in common, right? Yeah, Dana's lived in Brazil for what, a year, Dana? Just over, it was like a year and a half I lived in Brazil. A year and a half, awesome. Great experience. And I've been living in Brazil for almost four years now. So it's good that we can talk a little bit about our experiences in Brazil and what we as Canadians thought about Brazil and uh, how it is. Yeah. So would you like to start then, Dana? Yeah, well, for, for me, it was quite the experience because my husband is Brazilian. That's my connection to Brazil. But aside from that, I don't have a connection at all to Brazil, to the language, to anything. So when I arrived in Brazil... I didn't speak a word. Starting from scratch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't speak a word of Portuguese. I didn't understand any Portuguese. If you're going to find people speaking English, it's probably there more than other places. So yeah, that's so true. It was a challenge, though. <laughs> yeah, in Sao Paulo. So your husband's from Sao Paulo, then, eh? Uh, no, he's from Rio. Oh, he's originally from Rio, but you guys stayed in Sao Paulo. We lived in Sao Paulo, yeah. Okay, yeah, because in, in Brazil in general, there's like a, a huge thing where people want to practice English, they want to study, they want to know how to speak, and they're very interested when they're talking to natives, right? In Sao Paulo State, I think it's a little bit more in comparison to every other state, just because it's that industrial state, right? It's the state where everybody is uh, working in huge companies, and they want to be able to travel to different countries and communicate with people in English and especially Americans and Canadians, right? So it's, uh, they really look for this uh, native speakers and they want to train with us because they want to know exactly how we speak naturally. It's really important for them. Exactly. I always joked I was either really popular at a party 
or people would avoid me because <laughs> it was either they were too nervous exactly to speak to me or they were like, yeah, English practice. But it was a really cool experience. But you have a different story. Um, you have a different connection to Brazil than I do, right? Yes. Uh, actually, I've had a connection to Brazil my whole life, I would say, because my parents are both Brazilian. My mom is originally from Bahia and my dad is originally from Rio. And how they met, their whole story is very interesting. To make a long story short, my dad went when he was young to Canada and he was traveling in Brazil, met my mom, got married and took her there. And then I was born. They taught me Portuguese since I was a kid, right? I grew up bilingual. I was speaking Portuguese at home and I learned English at school. However, I don't remember the processes of learning. I was too young. But of course, I still have a lot to learn in Portuguese. Uh, I've been here for four years and I've made a lot of mistakes when I was speaking and there's expressions that I didn't understand. And uh, especially here in the countryside, the Brazilians here are more like a cowboy farming style, you know, so it's really interesting. I didn't know that Brazil had such a difference. In Bahia and in Rio, it's more of that uh, traditional stereotype Brazilian, right? Party, carnival, beaches, and samba. And actually, that's not how it is at all here. Uh, so it was very funny when I met wife, my wife. She was uh, speaking in a different accent, you know, right, in Portuguese. And I was like, what? I never heard that before. Actually, they pronounce the R just as we Canadians and Americans do. So it's really funny to look at that match, right, of them speaking Portuguese, pronouncing that R the way we do. In Rio and in Bahia, they pronounce the R like through their throat, like a sound, right? Like our H sound almost. And when I came here, I was very surprised to see how different it was. The music, people, and culture in general. Everything was so different. And uh, in Sao Paulo, it's, it's really cool because in the countryside, in comparison to the city, it's actually so different as well. My wife took me to the big city a, a couple times and I was so shocked, like, oh my God, it's nothing what I thought it was, right? I came here expecting there to be a carnival party and I came here and there was a rodeo. <laughs> so it was very cool to see the difference. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Awesome experience. And I bet one thing you probably don't miss is all of the ice and snow. So to segue into our yes. our topic today, when we're going to use expressions with ice, these are probably expressions that if you come from a more tropical place, you might not have ice expressions yeah. in your language. So these are some very good ones. I thought we would start with a pretty easy one. And this is the tip of the iceberg. Definitely. The tip of the iceberg. Here in Brazil, in Portuguese, if you would translate that, that makes no sense at all, right? What is the tip of the iceberg uh, when you put it that way? What, what are people trying to say when we say tip of the iceberg in English, right? Yeah. And if we imagine an iceberg, and it's pretty easy once you visualize it. So anyone who knows the story of Titanic knows that you can only see a small portion of an iceberg and the bulk of it, the rest of it is underneath the ocean. Exactly. So when we use this expression, we mean, you know, that's only the beginning of something. That's only the small part of it. There's a whole lot more to be discovered. Yes. And uh, in this year, uh, a good example, if you put it in a sentence, would be that our knowledge of the coronavirus, for example, is just the tip of the iceberg because everything that's happening now, it, there seems to be a lot of things that are hidden, right? There are a lot of cases, a lot of infected people, unfortunately, people passing away. 
that we don't even know about. Now, we don't know it was caused by the coronavirus, right? So we could use that as an example. Exactly. And if we look back in maybe December, January, when we were first hearing about it, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. We didn't know how much more was going to happen. So it's a, a really good expression to use. Oh, yeah. We had no idea, right? We, we didn't. We, how, how could we have known? So... The next one here that I have for us is walking on thin ice. Walking on thin ice. Also, if you would uh, translate that to Portuguese, to Brazilians, it wouldn't make sense at all. Walking on thin ice is uh, maybe something is going to be very dangerous. Uh, You're going to crack through the ice, right? You're going to fall through the ice. Exactly. And I think that as Canadians, anyone who does swimming lessons or lives near a lake knows the rules about ice safety. So if you are walking on a lake or a river that's not fully frozen and you break through and fall into the water, it's very dangerous because you actually can slip under the ice. And unfortunately, if you're not careful when you're snowmobiling or doing outdoor activities, you know, this can be fatal. Oh, yeah, definitely. So like you said, walking on thin ice is dangerous. It's something that you want to avoid. And hmm, let's think of a way that we can use this in a sentence. Okay, so uh, something dangerous. So like, if we go to a city that's unknown to us, we're driving in it, maybe we're walking on thin ice, because it could be uh, something dangerous that we're driving in, right, we can get in an accident. So it's best to kind of learn the ways of traffic first. Exactly. Another thing I just thought of, and this is a kind of a more dark example, but say you knew someone who was stealing money at work and I'm watching Ozark right now. So maybe this is why this came to me, the Netflix show Ozark. Okay. I heard of it. Yeah. So I'm thinking if you were maybe stealing money at work, so if you worked as a waitress or a waiter and you were taking money out of the till every night after your shift. Someone might say to you, you're walking on thin ice. Yeah, good example. You might get caught soon. Yeah, you're just about to get caught, right? Kind of. Yeah, so like the moment before you fall under. So walking on thin ice, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. And like your traffic example in in a new city that you don't know, that might be dangerous. Nothing's happened to you yet, but it could, right? Exactly. I think that uh, more cultures would kind of like know the expression walking on eggshells. Yeah. Maybe, right? They would get that a little bit more than walking on thin ice. Whereas North Americans, right, we would use walking on thin ice more. But even though walking on eggshells, we could use it in a a different kind of example. Kind of like uh, we feel like we're worried about something. We're walking on eggshells. Maybe the way we approach somebody when we're trying to have a conversation. Yeah. And uh, we're walking on eggshells because they seem like they're getting mad. They're angry. So we don't know what to say. We don't know how to say it correctly, right? How to get to them correctly. Yeah. Right? So although those expressions are similar, they you can use them differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One is more when there's something dangerous out of kind of out of your control, or maybe it is in your control and you need to be more careful. And yeah, the eggshells is kind of more when someone you know is a bit yeah difficult, mean, maybe. So yeah, they're they're hard to to approach, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The next one I have is put it on ice. This one's great because I don't think that many people know this expression. I don't think so either. Actually, like thinking about it, 
in Canada, we don't use it as much. There have been times when I've heard it. It's just not as common as icebreaker, tip of the iceberg, walking on thin ice, right? Putting something to a delay in this case. Yeah. So if you have like a project at work and suddenly, I don't know, the funding gets taken away or uh, something like that, you could say, well, we have to put this project on ice. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think it kind of reminds me of the expression, cool it. If you cool something, you're usually bringing it from here, like no one can see me from up (laughs) to down. I guess we could use it for an event as well. Yeah. An event, a party, right? We're putting it on ice. Whereas I think we would say more like we're postponing it or we're putting it off, but we can say that we're putting it on ice, right? We're delaying it. It's going to be a different day. It's not going to be the day that we plan. We're going to wait a week or two. Yeah. We'll have to put that on ice for a little while until, I don't know, the weather gets better or until yeah, yeah, something like that. If it's an outdoor event, right? Yeah. The weather gets better, we're putting it on ice. We'll put it on ice for a, a later day. Our last one. This one's kind of fun. It's different. So if I were to call somebody an ice queen. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. And it's nothing like an ice queen. You know, I immediately thought of Frozen, the movie Frozen with Elsa is an ice queen, but she's not really the description of what an ice queen is. Exactly. Ice queen would be like the opposite description of Elsa, right? Like somebody who is attractive and who is beautiful, but kind of like are mean or heartless or not sweet, you know? Yeah. Like I picture someone who's an ice queen. They have that face that's like really serious and they're kind of, you might think of that they have a cold heart. They're not warm. They're not open. They're just. Yeah, they're not nice. Yeah. If I were to think of a Disney character, it would be like one of the evil witches or something. They're kind of like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. An ice queen. It's not someone who is very friendly. Yeah. Ice queen, speaking of like an expression with the word queen in it. We say a lot drama queen, right? Somebody who's kind of obnoxious. Somebody gets goes to the person and they say something small, but they make a big deal out of it. And they're such a drama queen, right? They're making such a big deal out of something that is actually nothing. Yeah, it, it's it's not really... Drama queen is, is a little bit nicer. If you call someone an ice queen, that's like means they're really, yeah, really cold. Like you might use that at- The ice man, right? <laughs> it tends to be like for females only for whatever reason. But those are our interesting ice expressions. I really like these expressions. Yeah, they're, they're great. And um, it's summer right now in North America. So, and in Earth as well for you, right? So it's hot. I think we all could use like a cool down. So this can be our ice cool down episode. And in Canada right now, actually, I was checking the news. It's really hot, eh? Like uh, in Hamilton, it's getting to 40 degrees. I think it's passing 40 degrees, 41, 42, because Hamilton is a really humid city. Yeah. It gets really hot, really muggy, right? People feel like they can't even breathe in this kind of temperature. Here in Brazil, it's winter, right? So, but it's never really that cold unless you go down to the south. You remember, right? You stay here for a winter. And in Sao Paulo, it's like 20 degrees, right? It's kind of 20 degrees during the day. Maybe 10 at night would be like the coldest. It doesn't really go below 10. So during the winter here, it's really nice weather. As in in the south, then no, it could get to a good minus 5, minus 10 minimum, but at least minus 5, 0 degrees, right? Yeah. it's. I mean, southwestern Ontario is definitely 
hotter than people realize. With those lakes, you do get a ton of humidity. It is hot. You kind of feel like wet. I I remember the first time my husband came to Canada with me. Yeah. Uh, It was humid and I'm from London, Ontario. And he said, this is almost like Brazil. And I was like, yeah, yeah. in the summer, it's so hot. Our weather is very distinct, right? We can really tell, oh, now it's summer, now it's fall, now it's winter, spring, right? We can really tell because in the winter, it's freezing cold. January, February, it could be like minus 30, minus 40. And then during the summer, it could be a whole 70, 80 degree difference, 30, 40 degrees, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Brazilians find this very interesting because when they think Canada, they think, oh, no, it's too cold. But no, no, guys, we have our summer and our summer is really hot. It's true. It's true. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Tell my listeners where they can find you on the internet. So if they want to take a lesson with you or if they want to find your Instagram page for all of your tips, tell us where to go. Thanks, Dana. Yeah, you guys can uh, go on my Instagram. It's uh, Teacher Alex, New World. And I'm giving out a lot of tips. Like I have a lot of videos where people, Brazilians, like learning basic English I'm speaking Portuguese and I'm explaining something in English in Portuguese for basic learners, pre-intermediate learners. And then I also have videos for intermediate and advanced learners where I'm speaking only English and I'm explaining maybe like an expression or a difficult word to pronounce. Like I do pronunciations and all different kinds of things, right? There's an infinite amount of things that we can teach in a, in a language. So I try my best to relate to everybody and try to uh, make sure that they can learn something interesting, a fun video, a short video, something that's not so long and maybe gets a little bit boring. No, I tried to make it fun and, and fast. Great. Well, I will link your Instagram in the description so you guys can go and check out Teacher Alex's stuff. And again, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And thanks so much, Dana. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you. And uh, it was nice to cover these expressions. I think uh, people really enjoy it. And it's really cool. Like like we were saying, right? We're both Canadians. I'm living in Brazil now, but you lived in Brazil. So we have kind of similar experiences. So this could be cool to, to know. Great. For sure. Thank you. Thanks, Dana. All right, guys, that's it for our episode today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation and learning the expressions with teacher Alex. If you would like to get the transcript and the bonus content for this episode and all of the other podcast episodes, then you can become a premium member of the Can Learn English Academy. I know there was lots of advanced vocabulary and expressions in that episode. So having this bonus content will definitely help you understand more. If you would like to try the Academy, you can join my free five-day listening course where I teach you exactly how you can improve your English with a podcast. This course has been taken by over 3,000 students, so come in and join us. You can go to canlearnenglish.com for more details on how to become a premium member and also how to take the free course. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.